0: Okay, so here's the deal <laughs> here's how it's going. <laughs> we just recorded the most heartfelt <laughs> podcast. I mean absolutely just tears flowing <laughs> all about relationships and we got to the end, and anchor crashed <laughs> well, the The platform that we are on crashed, and it's anchor done so- may not appreciate that. <laughs> we have to speak the truth at any rate i'm i'm the guy that says at any rate all the time <laughs> i was listening back to one of the podcasts and i was like oh my god okay so at any rate is like your catchphrase now huh <laughs> i didn't get the <laughs> Uh so i'm gonna work on that as you know people can work on ums or you know, that type of thing.
1: PTSD. <laughs> all
0: right. So I'm Jamie Carpenter.
1: And I'm Lacey Delmar.
0: And this is the Love is the Author podcast. And we want to thank you all for listening. This is our fourth episode. And if you've been tracking, if you've been tracking while tripping, <laughs> <laughs> tripping along with us, uh, you know, then you know that we've spent some time introducing ourselves as spiritual practitioners and our sort of, you know, our Our intention for the podcast, and then I released in episode three a really like a twenty five minute talk or so about meditation that i speak and uh and then I guide to i lead a, a meditation afterwards, so we put that out as well, and that's a companion piece to the first two, just sort of getting into uh meditation, which is so important to both of us. But on this episode, we decided to turn to some of our friends, and I'll let Lacey take it from here.
1: So we reached out to some friends and family, asking them to send us some questions uh, that could prompt some exploration from both Jamie and I. And help give some insight into some things that people are wondering about. So one of our dear friends named Maggie uh, sent us a few questions, and the majority of her questions were about our relationship and, and just relationship in general. And so we thought it'd be a good time to answer her questions, not only because we recognize how much our relationship is dominant in our life, and our work, and in just who we are. And, and that's something that we're really proud of. Um, but also because Maggie will be getting married this weekend. And Jamie is going to be marrying her and her partner this coming Saturday. And we thought, what a better way to honor that and honor love. And relationship, and how the partnership of Jamie and I has influenced, you know, our direction in our life and influenced our work as spiritual practitioners and people who just want to help. And so, we're not blind to the importance of our friendship and our, um, a romantic partnership and how important it is for both of us and so she wrote some great questions and and jamie's gonna take over
0: <laughs> <Wait a second. laughs> i just want to you know provide a little bit of a background on us it's like why us why should anyone want to
1: oh yeah that's a good idea
0: <laughs> just why should anyone want to know about us you know and and what we have to say about relationship and Well, we're obviously in one And the nature of our relationship is uh, saturation We are saturated in each other's lives We've been together for four years And <clears throat> our lives are completely enmeshed We started a new business, which is an addiction and mental health center in Santa Barbara, uh, three years ago And so starting a new business, starting a new relationship You know, the add-on for Lacey of um, all of a sudden, you know, being in a role uh, to parent children, you know, my children on weekends and, you know, um, share some of that responsibility. And so all of that coming together at once and we just, we work together. It's a heavy field to be in. You know, there are, there are losses of lives, you know, you get really close with people who just have an expiration date, you know, they just, they're, they're, you know, some don't stick around and you have these really meaningful relationships with and, 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 you know, that and just the nature of, you know, the heaviness of the work is just surrounding how stuck, you know, people are willing to continue to be, you know, and, you know, it's not their fault. But at any rate, it's... Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> We've got one. Everybody drink. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. The drinking game surrounding, it, at any rate. uh. But uh, you know, there's great. We it drive
1: to work together, right? We, we do dishes together.
0: We're we're we don't have a bro zone <laughs> or like a, you know. Her friends live far away from us, and and you know, I don't really. I have everyone's my friend, <laughs> <laughs> which means I don't have you know. It's it's a very um, it's it's a very interesting life, and it and and it can feel like an island, but we're on that island together and it's very specific and somehow we are growing i want to be with her more than ever at this stage and i have ne'er been a day away from her in four years and I, i just i still am fascinated you know and we'll get into that you know we'll get into what what allows for that type of thing to exist because it certainly could come with a lot of labels like You know, some people could call it codependent or something, but it's (laughs) co-independent is what it is. It's, uh, you know, both of us are working on ourselves all, we're working on ourselves all the time and we're doing that separately and, uh, you know, we have our own process and our own rituals and we just grow together but separately. (laughs) We're just growing alongside each other. And uh, that's the key, you know. It's not like this oneness thing, you know, where you're trying to protect. You fuse together, and you now need to protect this hybrid, you know. That's a real solidification of ideas, you know. And so this is uh, this is more like I'm walking a trail, she's walking a trail, but we're, they they're they're next to each other. They're just coming with all different landscapes and, you know, the timing of it, it can be different. So she can be my yin and I'll be her yang, you know, to her situations. But but that's a bit of why, you know, because, you know, at this stage, you know, people talked about the honeymoon stage of our relationship and all that. And some might say four years is still that, but, you know, it's normally referred to the first year, you know, of being together and our lives just with no separation. Somehow we are just, it, you know, this is... The, the, one of the great accomplishments of my life, you know and uh and I think this is what life's all about it's perfecting love you know so uh we're going to get into the questions, and I think we already kind of began to dive into the first if i'm not if I'm not mistaken
1: well no no, the first is the the three words, the second is what we've dove into a bit already, so we'll. We'll revisit why it's essentially, you know, how our relationship is healthy is really the second question. But the first one that Maggie sent was, how would you describe your partner in three words and why? And so we we didn't know what three words we were going to use. And we recorded a first one of these podcasts and it came with a lot of surprise about what words we chose and but we didn't want to choose different words with the recording of the second podcast because we both felt really grateful for how we saw each other and so the first word that I chose to describe Jamie is infinite and I chose that Primarily based in the infinite amount of care and kindness and love that he has for all beings, and I talk about this a lot with almost everybody important in my life, including the people that we work with that. We'll be walking down the street, taking the dog on a walk or going to the store. And it takes us a little bit longer to get somewhere than most people because Jamie is so drawn to bringing people into his experience or bringing himself into their experience. He's sees the value of not withholding Mm-hmm. what he recognizes in people and sharing that with him. And I think I've seen that in the way that I've seen it because I'm I haven't been that way. I've been what they would call an introvert. Um he would be the extrovert, although I I don't like attaching to those classifications very often. Um because it can do damage, identifying with something like that too much. But, but essentially, I'm the introvert. He's the extrovert, and I've f- watched him create relationships wherever he goes, and it's just so. It's been so inspiring to me. I I watch him make people feel better, and in the work we're in, that's just comes with part of the deal you know and with familial relationships you you're, you you kind of have to be in a relationship but he goes out of his way with strangers and he goes out of his way with family and and clients and friends too it's extraordinary the way that he offers himself to people but i really see it in the day to day living that we do and 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 coming in contact with people. And it's from, we had an experience recently of this older woman in her 70s. And she, we're just taking a walk and she needed somebody to talk to. And she spent 45 minutes just <sighs> vomiting her experience with us. And we just listen But Jamie listens in a way and offers his presence in a way that is just makes people feel like they're the only person on the planet. And I think there's so much value in that. And it challenges me in all the right places. Mm -hmm. And it's just infinite. I've never seen an end to it and trust. And I've wanted it to end a lot of the times. I've wanted to be like, can we go? Or like this person's taking advantage of you or like and I've had my little agenda and you know I've, my agenda really gets in the way and so I've had to step back and allow his process and it's just there's no end to his love and his kindness and it's open a lot of doors for us in our life and that I'm eternally grateful for and I appreciate that it's not my way and I'm inspired to be more like it. Mm-hmm. So infinite. Yeah. And and that's just a big word in our life and I, it's a great word and but he 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 is infinite. The second word is clever. I was thinking about intelligence describing him. I was thinking about wisdom describing him. And those things felt too obvious. Because he's obviously intelligent and he obviously carries a lot of wisdom. But those two things merged. And creativity. I felt like he was creative. And so Clever, to me, felt like a mix of intelligence and wisdom and creativity. And... I Only by his storytelling and me knowing his history, I know that he's used his being clever in his past to manipulate to get things that he wants. And I've really watched that part of him die off and him using being clever to support his well-being. And I don't, there's kind of, I mean, that's just an extraordinary thing on its own is just to change this aspect of yourself that really used to harm yourself and others and transform it into something that benefits yourself and others. And that's his cleverness. He just is clever with his words. He's clever with his way. He's clever with his dress. He's clever with his parenting. It's it's creative, intelligent, and is full of wisdom.
0: I love that. I love that. Thank you. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah, I think that covers clever, and the three words I use—they're really interrelated. As, as
0: are all things. As
1: are all things, and everything I talk about is always interrelated. So clever and infinite gives way to the third word which is i want to say expression uh, instead of expressive i he's expression like he's always he is there any chance he can get to tell people like i said about how he sees them or how he feels about them in a way that's only going to support them. He takes it. And, and I get to be the great recipient of that on a daily basis. The, the way that he tells me he loves me. Any chance, he, he does it any chance he gets. And he does it in clever ways that it makes it feel new every time. And it feels like it's infinite and it's not gonna run out. And I don't worry about like, oh no, he's gonna stop telling me he loves me one day. I just don't worry about it. And so that's one way he his expression in his work to help people is unique. It's it too is it doesn't withhold. It just offers and offers and offers and I, I tend to have a different way but he he just wants to give everything he can give somebody because he wants them to experience freedom sooner than later and i can't i can't not admire that and then exp- he's he his 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 way is expressive his walk his his outfits, his hair, his his outer interior is full of expression. Um, it's what drew me to him uh, is the way that he expresses himself. And I was delighted to find that there's an infinite amount of that expression, not only from the outside, but from the inside. And all of this sounds very, like... Esoteric and and or maybe it doesn't, but it's just the truth. It's this like and all those the three things together. It's like this infinite clever expression all the time. Hmm. Not it doesn't withhold. It doesn't die. It doesn't get. T- he doesn't get tired of it. Like I I have a thing where I kind of get tired of like like, making, feel like I have to make people feel better, although I'm learning that I just have a wrong view of it, but he just doesn't get tired, I mean, he gets, ti- I guess he gets tired, and, but when he gets tired, it's, it's the right time to get tired, <laughs> you know, it's, it's earned, and so, he is just infinite in his ability to love, and, cl- is so clever in his ways of loving and and his expression of love is ceaseless
0: that was so meaningful to me (laughs) but and even a second time and you 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 know part of the thing of doing this again was like i just had this confidence that you know that that I could express myself in a way that I didn't even earlier, you know, and I was just really up for the challenge to work with these words and, you know, abandon what I said earlier if, if, if it doesn't feel right, you know, but we have a tradition uh, in groups that we facilitate like this, and it's called a mirror group where each person is selected separately to have a round of the room go around and reflect all the good that they see in the person and at the end the person has to comment on what it was like and i just i have to say that my face started to well up at the end and i felt tears right behind i know that i've cried earlier today and you know it's really meaningful to hear all of that and and i want you know Lacey, and in these groups you know it's one of the only times that i really let in like the part of me that that has anything to do with it, which is just bringing my body. I I take in the, the being the messenger for you know, being the vessel for the message, you know. Um, and and I I hear it clearly, and it warms my heart, and it, and it, and it makes me feel seen. And and but I also just share it with the, the source, you know, which is just not me. So my three words for Lacey. The first one that I picked was exquisite. And it's because she is. She's just, you know, exquisite things you travel around the world to go be around. And you do that because they're very rare. They're very rare, you know, to see something that fits that word. And her beauty and her the way that she works with people and she, you know, her... Her exquisiteness—it's—it's uh, it's not, you know, filling the space. It's really just, it's leaving people with just uh, the tiniest bit of something to, to sit around and warm themselves by, and and uh, to have enough f- inspiration to look within themselves. You know, she just does that, and she can't help but do that. And you know, there's. There's an exquisite nature to her throughout her life that can be followed in pictures. And, uh, you know, there's nothing. What do
1: you mean by that? What do you mean by that?
0: Well, I just mean your childhood pictures. You know, you can just see you're you're an exquisite child, you know. And you were really always drawn to uh, things with depth. And you really paid attention to mentorship. And that is your, everything that goes into who you are is just exquisite, very rare. And, uh, the next word is devout. And I had fun with this one earlier and it's just, you know, my, my story is that, that I was raised exploring a lot of religions and, um. And I knew at a young age that there was something to the work, you know. It was literally called work in the religion that I was raised in. It was, you know, will you do some work for me? You know, it was meaning, will you pray? Will you know the truth about me? You know, and I knew that there's ritual to it, uh, you know, to, in order to commune uh, with the divine or whatever, you know. There's even... There's even uh, you know uh, you have to be devout to explore consciousness even without any belief in any divinity so um Lacey coming into the game late, uh, not raised with religion, you know, and not knowing really anything about that, by the time the message hit her, by the time she awoke, you know there was just this this devout practitioner in her ready to. You know, do things without any schooling. You know, you hear about some of these great masters who kind of like have never read a book and yet they just can expel this beautiful doctrine of a dharma. You know, that's kind of what this reminds me of. It just doesn't make sense how somebody could, you know, this late in life, in her 30s, you know, the last five years or so, just really awaken to all of what it takes to be devout and to, you know, move with... uh, with meaning, you know, and she, she makes sure that, that, uh, on our altar, you know, th- there's a book and, and we have to exchange books like a few times a year because she fills up these prayer books. She's just praying for everyone. You know, she's praying for people that, you know, might not be pr- praying nicely toward her even, you know, but she's really just like, just so devout in her way, you know, and, and, uh, you couldn't really pin it down to one tradition. It is just spiritual activity. You know, of so the kind that, that really represents work, like work being it, you know, the uh, gratitude being in action, prayer being in action, you know, not a noun. You know, she's living it. You know, so d- devout is what I see in Lacey Dillmore, you know, and it's, it's really inspiring. Okay, you know, um, I have, uh, I've really followed especially the Tibetan tradition, you know, and gotten into some of the rituals and that's been the mainstay for me. But, you know, it was just another method. It was just another method of attaining of attainment, you know. And uh she just found her way. It's like she was zapped or she was it was always there. You know, um it was coded. So <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> that wasn't uh that wasn't how I said it earlier. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> the last, the last woman is an angel, you know, Lacey, uh, Lacey is none of this world, you know, and that's the way that she makes me feel. She's none of this world. You know, she, um, there's a certain level of toxicity that normal people can live with, you know, and her way is so natural that she needs all of what is natural to correspond with, you know, and that's just a big sign. It's like she leaves people in this wanting to know more about themselves, you know, not wanting to know more about her, you know, per se, you know, that that's in there too, but, but really wanting to know more about themselves and they don't forget it. And it's just like you've been sort of touched by an angel. I mean, I really feel that she has this quality that kind of transcends, you know, all these different barriers, you know, when people share space with her, they, they feel her intention, you know, and I think she's here to do this special work. You know, I think that I've been a, I've been a can that's been kicking around (laughs) lifetime after lifetime. I'm not so sure about her, you know, and so it's why she's so drawn to nature. You know, she's, that's where the answers are. So she's an angel, and there are some on earth, you know, and you you can get to know some of them, and you know, but uh, she represents also just uh, just so when you say all these, you know, she's exquisite, she's devout, and she's an angel, you know. It's kind of like a some divine, the ultimate of some divine practitioner, a saint for. For the, the broken hearted. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's that. How was that, Lacey?
1: The first time it was really surprising. And I was like sobbing. And the second time it's really surprising. I'm just not sobbing because I sobbed appropriately. Or or whatever, but I'm still just I'm I'm struck by it as an explanation of your experience of me. And Jamie had said, you know, in the first round that he didn't want to get used to hearing new things like these, these ideas of himself, you know, to stay in some humility and my response in hearing his description and experience of me is like I want to get used to it. I've I've spent so much of my life shitting on myself and and I'm I'm welcoming how my my impact on people because it's still so foreign. Um, The devotion, one was like really struck me. I mean, that's just, I would have never thought that you would have chosen that. I've always seen you as like a devotee of things, and I feel like it's an honor to be seen as that. Like that's all I want my life to represent as a devotion to being the expression of god and love and whatever i'm supposed to be to help is 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 what i want to be devoted
0: to yeah and i you know i, I realize that like lacey reminds me of hanuman you know as far as the devotee you know the the, the consummate devotee the you know, the ultimate. Um, Hanuman is the monkey god that embodies that is like the ultimate devotee. And, and in some of the stories of Hanuman, uh, you know, there's a moment where to show his devotion, he rips open his chest and all over his organs and his bones is written the word Ram, which means God. He represents sort of Ram Das, the servant of God is what that means, you know. And that's in Lacey. I always kind of joke because she looks like Hanuman to me. <laughs> She's a little cute little monkey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's you know those are my teachers Hanuman and then Nareem Curly Baba and Ram Das and that's the lineage and it's all just servant of God and so and highlighting devotion as the path and so that that was. It, I'll carry you describing me that way for the rest of my life. Like, it feels like a moment for me. So, um, yeah, like a moment I'll remember. An angel, I mean, exquisite is always like felt special I've always felt unique and I've and I feel like people have always felt that way about me but nobody's told me and so it feels good to be told that and um and then being like an earthly angel is super emotional for me because I do feel like I was sent to just do what I'm supposed to do and that's not easy like I feel out of this world a lot and it's hard to be in the world when you feel not of the world. And I can play the game really really well and I am glad that I can because that's what I'm supposed to do. Um and then, and with toxicity, I mean, he just is basically saying that I'm not a good drug user, and I'm just not. <laughs> I never have been. Huh. Um, you know, there are some that are representations of the earth, and those work well with me. But anything that is has any man made ness to it, I, I just have not. I don't, I don't respond well to, but even, even, you know, I'm not a good, I don't even, I can't smoke weed. Like I just turn into, I, it just doesn't, doesn't work with me. We don't, we don't commune well together. Um, and so that's what he was talking about with toxicity. And I feel okay about being open about that, but I've, I've just, I've, i've been i f i feel like I'm supposed to be here the way that I was sent to be here pure and and uh so i i understand i understand the descriptives I relate to them, and I'm really glad that at this point in my life that's the way I'm described, and that I'm starting to agree with those descriptors of me all while being really in just deep gratitude and feeling really honored that that's the way the most important person in my life sees me.
0: Mm. Well, that rolls right into the next question, which is how, uh, what do you guys do to keep a healthy relationship? So coming into this relationship, I had an idea of what it needed to be like. I had an idea, like a real vision of if I ever were to be in a relationship again. You know, that uh, it would have to be one where we don't solidify a version of ourselves. You know, that uh, there's room for growth. And, you know, I'd come out of... uh, a 10 year marriage and you know i think marriage is you know there's a there's certainly it's, what's the dominating thing that you see in marriage as it's been traditionally is that you know when you take the vows you're you're taking it and you're freezing a state of consciousness and you're developing an identity around you know all of the boxes that have been checked leading into uh, a relationship like that. And you're like, okay, well, this is it. I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this person, you know, and, and, uh, you know, and that's, and that's fair, I suppose, you know, I mean, you know, it's certainly what's done most of the time, you know, but I really believe that, you know, people are just always growing. It's the natural thing to change. It's just natural to change. And that has to be built into the system. You know, and I have changed so much in just four years. I mean, the first year, I'm nothing like that now of our relationship four years ago. You know, every really everything has changed from where I live to, you know, the clothes that I wear, even. And, you know, I'm just, I'm constantly moving and what's important to me four years ago isn't important to me anymore. And it just feels like this evolution, like I'm on this, this uh, movement. You know, and I think that most people are, you know, when you're, you're here to experience as much as you can, learn as much about yourself as you can, you know, not just ride at, ride out this life. And so, you know, that was the idea coming into this and sort of beautifully when Lacey and I got together, we were reading the Tibetan book of living and dying. Like that was our date. We would like sit and watch the sunset and read the Tibetan Book of Living and Dying. I mean, it's really beautiful, you know, to think about that. And that was just prior to opening up, you know, our center. And, uh, you know, we we were, uh, we would look at these sunsets reading about death coming for us all and to really live. And that's how we started the relationship. And so, you know... If that's helpful at all to illustrate, you know, when you start a relationship with those kinds of ideas, reading those kinds of texts, looking at those kinds of natural phenomena, you know, as your show, as your entertainment, you know, uh, you're bound to, you know, enter into a relationship where you can grow alongside each other, as it was said earlier. And so that's been the, the thing. And it's been scary. You know, I mean, I remember a time where, where like, Lacey didn't want me to cut my hair. <laughs> and it was just like, I had this like long curly hair and, and uh, like oh, sort of like a, a curly afro type thing. And, you know, I wanted to cut it. And I had a feeling there was somebody perhaps handsome in another way <laughs> underneath all of that. And I remember her crying and, you know, <laughs> and just having a moment of like letting go. And, uh, you know, I cut my hair and she was all over it. She loved it. You know, but that's what's kind of on the other side of these surrenders. And it's been, you know, that's maybe a trivial example of letting go. But, you know, that's kind of what the spirit is of this whole thing. It's like the moment you solidify something, you know, you're changing, you're growing beyond it as a natural part of life. And this idea is holding still, you know, and it's just it, it has its own life. And so, what we do is we just, we, we support each other and, you know, and be the yin to the yang and all that, you know? Well, and part of what
1: allows us to grow together and not, and not see each, each like, not, I don't see him as I saw him four years ago or hold him to who he was four years ago is part of the, what supports that is that we're doing our own work. We are growing as individuals and we share our growth together. One of the greatest things I ever heard from Marianne Williamson is, you know, uh, somebody I claim to be a teacher of mine is we've been sold this idea in cards and movies that oh he completes me or she completes me they complete me and she said it's not that it's we share our completeness together um and I can get it and of course you know maybe there's not complete maybe we don't ever get complete um but the we i am working to cultivate the best relationship I can with Lacey and I share that with Jamie and he's just doing the same.
0: The, 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 that could be the fruition of our works rather than completeness. It's like the fruition of, you know, what, what we discover we're sharing with each other and that could be defined as the relationship. If it were something outside of us.
1: Yeah. We're sharing our growing, our individual growth process all the time. And I can't depend on him or anybody else to grow, although he aids in my growth, but but I can't depend on him for it. And and the other thing I've been working a lot with lately is that I am entering into this relationship and any relationship in my life with a collection of experiences and moments and traumas and 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 joy and I'm just an accumulation of stuff and it makes that makes me see the world a certain way feel the world a certain way hear the world a certain way and it's not my job to make Jamie feel here and see the world the way that I do. I have to know that he's in the same position that he is a collection of moments and his perspective is his perspective, and our the way we work with compassion and our practices help us empathize with each other better and 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 try to see it from the other's perspective as best as we possibly can, like, I'll never know." The unique pain of whatever his unique trauma is, and he'll never know the unique pain of my. T- he he was he used drugs and alcohol. He abused drugs and alcohol, and I had an eating disorder. Where we can come together is through the pain of both of those experiences, not the uniqueness of, of both of those, not the just the the ins of out and outs of those experiences. We can we can just understand that we both know pain, and that's where. We can understand each other. I can't get him to fit in a size six tennis shoe. And so I work with that constantly, especially when we get in disagreement. It's like I'm, i i I want to be right because I want him to see the thing see the thing the exact way that I see it and i I fall victim to that as much as anybody else can and so we we just don't see each other as solid objects. That's one of our favorite teachings with the people we work with, and that allows for just so much openness and so much understanding in the not understanding
0: you know and most of my you know what I've been working with lately is that, you know, these uh, these moments where I'm in disagreement or I'm in discomfort, you know, in this relationship, you know, which are, you know, moments where I get activated or, you know, and, and it happens still, you know. I What I've been telling myself lately, which is just kind of bare basic 101 starting this journey shit, is like you know, you're just acting in this way. This is one way to be your reaction is just one way to react to this. Like you're so locked in to your reaction to this and wanting to feel heard or have justice be served or something. But it's like, that's just one way. I could just laugh it off too, you know? And, and so that's really been helping because, you know, I, at times where there are there there are disagreements, it's sort of that's the new lesson for me, the most basic lesson ever. You have more options available than the one way that you're acting about this. You know, you don't have to let this offend you or, you know, and whenever there's disagreement, that's really a thing. You know, that's a thing. And 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 it's been so helpful because I catch myself and I'm really trying to undo some patterns that I really don't want to see in the, in the last years of my life. I just don't want to get more stuck, you know, in old ways. And, and uh, so that's another way that we keep the relationship, you know, healthy. We keep it healthy by, you know, backing off. Well, another thing we've been doing lately, too, is if we, if we have any disagreement, the next day... You know, being who we are, we're like such word explorers and experience explorers. You know, we just like dive into any subject and just examine it from as many angles as possible, as if you're in a drone sort of like circling over something. You just want to see it from all the angles. We explore our concepts like that, you know, and uh, we can also do that with disagreements because there's such complexity to your emotional experience. So you can really want to provide the other person like this view, this pristine view of your situation and have the clarity just be radiant, you know. But uh you know, instead of that, we you know, when we when we get in disagreements now, you know, we are able to go to sleep and the next day kind of go like not need to dissect it because, you know, there's just times where you're gonna where you're gonna disagree in life and especially if you have you're in the kind of work that we're in, and have you know, well, the, we're the, our our own accountability. We're just two people who are are with each other all the time and just see everything.
1: Well, yeah, and that's, I mean, that's possible too because of because of the understanding that we're coming from our own perspective, and we're not going to force each other to see our way, right. and. That is possible because of the practices that we do. That is possible because of the thing that Jamie just spoke about, about just not sticking to a certain kind of reaction. I mean, just letting it – it's a letting go. It's a surrender because of all of, – we're, we're capable of surrendering because of all the other work that we're doing.
0: Well, and there's like – within your your spiritual practice, you go like – you you start thinking – like that you've got things figured out, you know, and that you are this this being that's having this experience now and because you're, you know, you've reached a certain level of consciousness or whatever and that has a whole set of parameters, which is not getting more free, you know? It's just not getting more free to have more parameters around a new identity, you know, with uh, the identity of being a spiritual or whatever, you know, a teacher or a, a seeker or whatever it may be, you know, and so uh, just not getting caught up you know, in, in the roles of any of these, uh, any of these moments, uh, it's really helpful.
1: So we'll answer the last question with the amount of time that we have, and it'll be easy to answer in short. Cause the, the question is, what rituals do you do together that help you form a closer bond? And, we don't do many together. <laughs> As we've mentioned, it's a, it's such an individual process. We have our individual and unique ways. Even our morning rituals are, are very different. My morning ritual of taking my vitamins first thing in the morning, like I just have to do that. That's what I have to do is supportive of my relationship because whatever i do for me is going to be for the betterment of my relationship with jamie and my relationship with everybody
0: so what does that look like i mean it's like you know i'm inside meditating in this way and you're outside you know watering or communing or gathering feathers and you know being with the land you know and and we just kind of live like that harmoniously and respect each other's way.
1: Yeah, and and there'll be times where I'll go like, "Hey, can you why don't you plant this succulent with me? I th- I think it might feel good and it'll feel good for me for you to do it with me or why don't you paint with me like things that aren't really what he's going Im- to choose to do primarily, but but I'll be vulnerable and ask that I want him to join me and and, and those moments are really important. Uh, important, And then on a practical level, dinner. Uh, dinner, I cook dinner, and he does the dishes. And I di- I didn't ask that. You know, that's just – it really was so organic that, like, I'm just the one that cooks the dinner, and he does the dishes, and there's a – there's we choose to move towards balance as often as possible, knowing that balance and fairness is never truly possible, but that we'll aim we'll aim for it as best we can. And I'll take the dog on a walk in the morning and he'll take the dog on the afternoon walk and then we'll usually do the night one together and and there's just this attention like I do Sunday deep cleaning every Sunday but throughout the week he's making the bed. And there's just a consciousness and a conscientiousness around meeting in the middle. And I think that as you know, worse we can be in in the spiritual realm all the, all the time these little practical things I think have They're just is they're just the great spiritual practices too.
0: Yeah, Yogananda, when he was being trained by by Swami Sri Yukteswar, he would have him meditate for like you know ages, and then wake him up, and then have him (laughs) sweep. You know, (laughs) he'd sweep for a while, and like just clean, and then you know, just working with the ego, just completely hammering down the ego, and these. These these basic things are, they become really meaningful. You know, when you're living your life, like I can't tell you how many times a day I think about death in the most non morbid way. But like, like I'm getting messages from my deathbed that are saying, "That's Lacey's leg, touch it." <laughs> you know, this leg isn't going to be there forever. <laughs> and you know, this is um one of those meals that like tonight I was eating and 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 I was like, "God, you have a functioning body and." You know you're eating this meal so effortlessly and you know at some point at best somebody will be feeding you you know your body won't work in this way really enjoy it and we were on a walk Billy and I our dog and I and and came in and I because I saw something outside and I went to get Lacey from cooking dinner tonight and you know there's just there's a assisted living by our house and somebody had come to visit one of the patients there and just wheeled them out to the corner at sunset it, it, it was probably about 15 minutes before sunset and they're just looking in the direction having a talk and i wanted her to see that because i knew she'd appreciate it you know and that's uh those are the kinds of things that we do is like really go wow this moment it's just a good moment that
1: we have and it minimizes resentment you know the the f- understanding the f- fragility of life and trying to make things stay in the middle as much as possible and stay balanced as much as possible there's really there's almost i there's no resentment in this relationship yeah because we know it's it's a, it's a short time we're on this planet and that doing the dishes isn't that big of a fucking deal
0: well we're also smart enough to know that you know entertaining ongoing resentment is like just poisoning yourself every day it's just like you're you're upset at somebody but you're drinking the poison every day you know we're just smarter than that
1: and, and 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 this isn't like easy no this is all practice this is all daily work this is all like showing it's showing up constantly it's being cha- not being in the like passive not being passively with life, it's actively being engaged with as many moments as we can possibly be engaged with and that's not fun all the time and this isn't it, it is not easy and it's and it's the easiest one of the easiest things I've ever done.
0: It's the easiest way. <laughs> <laughs> you know some have said that you know you're here to perfect relationships. You know that's what we're here to do and that's a way of life at least and that's how I live my life I heard George Harrison say that or Olivia Harrison I forget where you know we're here to perfect at least one relationship to get close to the divine you know and so that's what this is and it's like well how free do you want to get how in the flow of love do you want to get you know we don't see love as a possession you know, a possession says, "You, I own you, you can't do this, you know, and you start to want to protect, you know, something that is just not yours. You know, love is just what flows through us. It is just what flows through us, and we don't own it. The only way you can actually be with it is if you give it. You know, that's it. It's just an outpouring. It's a becoming, you know, and so for that, you know, love is the author it's the the, i I believe it's the energy force behind all things including the things that are feel terrible that are here to help us awaken you know so remember that and thank you for tuning in i understand why we had to do this again you know i really do i think that you know this second second time's a charm so fingers crossed this reaches you folks and for love is the author podcast i'm jamie carpenter
1: and i'm lacy